Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Wednesday morning, happy hump day, December the 15th, which means we are officially halfway to the end of December, which is just 16 days from the uh, uh, from the new year. So it's here, folks. <laughs> it's here. Hope you're ready. Be ready for the uh, strap in for 2022. We have a uh, we have a great show planned for you today, and you're listening here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show, and it's going to be a kind of a, uh, I, I guess, a, a running in the fast lane type of show today as it's early signing day. Okay? We've been talking about it all week. We've been talking about it for two weeks, four weeks, whatever. Early signing day is today, which means that um, – Jed Fish's first true recruiting class at Arizona, the the uh, 2022 class of incoming freshmen, will be signing their early letters of intent or their letters of intent during the early signing period, I should say, today. And we haven't gotten any yet, as some of them will be uh, waiting for specific times to do them. Of course, you know we've all seen the videos and such, and you know pictures and on the social medias. These young men like to uh, have their moment in the spotlight when they sign their uh, their letter of intent, and I'm you know look again I'm all here for it. I I, it, I have absolutely zero problem with these young men congregating in front of their friends and family uh, and the media when you know they go to their gym or their favorite church or you know whatever have you to don the hat or do something fun in a, in a fun way to uh, to announce to the world their commitment to uh, sign the letter to go play for whichever school they're going to play for. Now, unfortunately, the transfer portal has kind of watered that experience down a little bit because, I mean, if you've been following collegiate sports, college football over the last week or two, you, you realize just how insane the transfer portal is. It's basically like, you know, imagine every NFL player had was a free agent all at once. I mean, that's basically what you're dealing with in college football right now. The transfer portal numbers are astounding. I think there's, I think I last saw there were something like 1,600 plus, like 1,640 or something. I don't know the exact number. It was over 1,600 players had announced their intent to uh, to move to another school, to transfer to another school since the end of the regular season, which just happened two weeks ago. So, uh, it, it's it's a bit crazy. Um, there are certain situations, you know, like I, I look at I look at players. You know, I know Spencer Rattler. We you know we thought he was going to transfer. He lost his coach. I get it. There are other situations where I'm just like, are you just transferring just to transfer? Like, what is like why uh, you know why would you be transferring? And obviously, I don't cover you know Minnesota football or you know whomever to understand why their starting quarterback after you know 3 years would be transferring to another school. I it's it's just one of those things like I you know maybe 
maybe his offensive coordinator left or his favorite quarterback's coach or something. I, you know, I don't know. Or he got a, a job or an offer to, to, to be closer to home because he was recruited from Texas or something. I don't know. But there, it just seems to be a lot going on. So it's watered down a little bit of this, you know, I'm going to play my next four years at such and such school, and we're all kind of rolling our eyes like, no, you won't. You're, you're either going to be good enough after three years to enter the NFL draft or after three years, you're going to be like, I'm going to go play somewhere else. Because, look, kids change their minds. And after three years of hashtag adulting at uh, whatever university they happen to be attending, they start to feel like they're going to spread their wings a little bit and uh, move around the country, if you will. So that's uh, that's part of, the, uh, part of the whole process there. And, again, it kind of waters down some of these fun, in, in my opinion, it does, some of these more fun commitment-type uh, moments and uh, events that these uh, these kids put on. But nonetheless, it's all good. I'm here for it, and uh, looking forward to seeing them today. Now, we will have moment-to-moment updates as they occur regard- regarding Arizona football's 2022 incoming class of freshmen. So as we get information that a player has signed, uh, we will uh, we will absolutely let you know. I know that there are some players who are waiting for a specific time today to do it. Unfortunately, several of them are signing after uh, we, we are gonna, we're going to log off the air. However, here's a list of the players that I am very confident will be signing today or in the near future with Arizona, whether it be tomorrow. Some of them are, are deciding to do it tomorrow as well. Their schedule's too busy today or something. Regardless. Uh, Noah Fafita. I am... 99.99% sure because I'm not the ESPN FBI and I don't believe in uh, in absolutes. Okay, so I'm not going to say 100%, but I am 99.99% that Noah Fafita will be signing his letter of intent to play for Arizona today at 12:30 as he reported on his Twitter account, his Instagram account, and basically every other social media that he possibly could. So Quarterback from Anaheim Servite, Noah Fafita, who is the seventh-ranked quarterback in the state of California, and I've been saying this all along. Ever since, ever since Arizona offered him, and I started to take a look at film. Because any anytime you add a a quarterback that's somewhat highly you know rated, of course, in the uh, in, in Southern California, you immediately want to take a look. Quarterbacks are you know are, are the business. We always want to take a look. At the QB, so I immediately jumped onto some film, talked to some people, uh, you know, people who are, are a lot better at this than I am, like Matt Moreno, and we talked about it and came to the conclusion that if Noah Fafita were four inches taller, that he'd be a four-star recruit, um, and if he were, you know, six inches taller, he'd probably be a five-star recruit because at he's listed at five ten. I've heard he's a little bit closer to maybe five foot nine. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, if he had been taller, more prototypical, if you will, he would have been recruited by every major, every major team in the uh, in the country. He's very special player, uh, you know, and we, you can tell just by the amount of influence that he has on his socials over his teammates and other guys that have played in Southern California against Noah Fafita. What kind of influence he has? He's a he's a leader. Um, it reminds me a lot of Anu Solomon when Anu came in here. Uh, to Arizona for Rich Rod. You know, when I watched Anu and then I kind of followed his socials and checked out some of the things, you know, I watched the uh, the Army, the uh, the East-West game, or there's so many of those uh, those high school senior games now. 
Um, I think it was the East-West game. Anyway, when when Anu came into that uh, came into that game, and that was you know like Leonard Fournette was playing in that game and stuff. Um, when Anu came onto the field, it, I think it was like three nothing the uh, the opposition. It was, the defense was was reigning supreme, and that often happens in those types of games. They scored two touchdowns in the two drives that he was the quarterback, and everything was different in that drive. Just the way the players loved playing for Anu, you knew that he had that kind of, of influence over the guys in his huddle. I think Noah Fafita is very, very similar the same way. He has a lot of influence. Players want to play for him. They believe in him. And he's a guy that guys will lay it all on the line for to protect to make the next play. So I, I always love bringing those guys in. Those are intangibles that are very, very hard to spot. Uh, and they're impossible to track in any kind of statistical way. But when you see it, you know it. And I haven't seen enough of Noah Fafita up close and personal, certainly. Um, But based on the things that I have witnessed and the people that I've talked to, he has that kind of it factor where where players want to be with him, they want to play for him, they want to lay it all on the line to protect him so that he can go out there and make plays. I love having guys like that in the program. So – Noah Fafita, in my opinion, is you know as as much of a lock to sign as you can possibly be without a one hundred percent lock. Because again, um, you know we are we are not uh, the ESPN FPI, or if you're a Star Wars nerd like me, we are not Sith and we do not deal in absolutes. So Noah Fafita, ninety nine point nine percent sure he's going to sign. Kean Burnett, his teammate, the six foot four tight end, four star tight end. Uh, one of the more special players in the state of California, uh, previously committed to USC and backed out of that uh, backed out of that commitment rather quickly. Honestly, as soon as Arizona was in on Kean Burnett and flipped his uh, flipped his commitment, and of course he's very close with Jordan Pow Pow, the uh, U of A tight ends coach and uh, one of our lead recruiters, of course. So Kean Burnett, another young man who I am ninety nine point nine percent confident will be signing uh, for Arizona, uh, whether it's today or tomorrow. I don't know what his intentions are. He's a little more quiet on, on social media, uh, so I, but I'm, I'm very confident in that. Uh, another guy I'm very confident in is Jacob Reese, who tweeted out, I think it was last night or early this morning, I don't remember which. He's the offensive lineman from Salt Lake City that Arizona just got their verbal commitment from. Um, he tweeted out, excited for signing day, and there was a picture of him in his high school in his high school jersey, and there was a block A on the screen as well with no other logo, no other program logos anywhere. So pretty sure that he's uh, he's locked in on signing again. Hasn't been made official, so I'm not going to go 100. percent But feeling pretty good about Jacob Reese. Uh, another guy that I'm feeling really good about is I, I think he was the first I think he was the first player from this class to be offered by Jed Fish and the staff. Um, offensive lineman from Hamilton, Grayson Stovall. It seems like he's been committed since the 2021 class. It's been that long. Uh, you know, 6'5", 290 pounds, good player, you know, three star, a three-plus star uh, player for uh, for Hamilton. And uh, I fully expect him to uh, to sign today or tomorrow, whatever, you know, whatever day it is that he decides to uh, to sign. Fully expect him to be in here on this. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, another kid from the Valley of the Sun, defensive tackle at uh, Chandler, of course, another powerhouse here in the state of Arizona, one of the big schools, one of the big recruiting-type 
you know, of course, programs here in the state and in the Valley. You know, he's a, he's a defensive end. He's a, he's a two-star, but he has played extremely well. Um, coaches speak very, very highly of him. Um, he's had offers from Colorado, Utah State, um, and a couple of other uh, smaller schools. But it looks like he is going to be joining Arizona's uh, 2022 class as well. Very confident in that one. Um, another one I'm really confident in that's a it was a nice shot in the arm to get recently, as we found out just you know within the last week or so that Kevin Green from uh, Bishop Alamany in in uh, Southern California, wide receiver who had been previously committed to USC the entire time, flipped his commitment on a dime and decided to make his verbal to Arizona. He quote he tweeted out I think two days ago. Um, basically trying to recruit T. Tyroa McMillan from Oregon to come to Tucson, saying, you know, it's going to be the one-two punch. Um, he's he's made very, very, um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess, uh, uh, public comments about being excited about being an Arizona Wildcat. So pretty sure he's going to be signing uh, today or whenever he decides to. Um, hopefully we get some before – uh, before we sign off today, I'd love to be able to uh, to at least get one signing today. Um, another one that I'm really confident in, Sterling Lane, who has been recruited to this uh, to this class and this staff for a long time. Sterling Lane, a one of the uh, one of the bigger gets for Jetfish and this staff. Uh, you know, big kid, edge rusher, defensive end uh, type out of uh, Oaks Christian in Southern California, and he's been. You know he's been one of the top pass rushers in the uh, in the in the area in Southern California for quite some time. He's had offers from Michigan, Oregon, um, Colorado, ASU. Uh, so again, you know he's been a really really solid commit from day one. I fully expect him to join this class. And then Isaiah Ward is another name of a guy who I think is is really really locked in on signing today with Arizona defensive end from uh, Ontario California Colony High School a, a good program there in Ontario and uh, he's got uh, there's a couple of teammates actually from that team that are looking to sign with Arizona today so those are the guys that I'm really it's just a matter of time before they sign today I'm 99% positive on on all of those guys uh, that they're going to be Wildcats uh, come the end of signing day today now, some players to keep an eye on. Obviously, T. Tyroa McMillan is the number one name on that list as far as, you know, what happens. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have a, 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 a pipeline right into, you know, these kids or their coaches or their families. So I don't have any type of insight, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. If I'm making a guess, like if I'm just if I'm just making – if I'm putting myself in his shoes and just trying to make a guess on what he's going to do, I think he's going to forego the early signing period date and wait until February, which is the previously regular signing day, NLI signing day uh, across the country, because I think he's just so undecided right now on what he's going to do, specifically because of the fact that the coach that has recruited him, is now the interim coach at Oregon. However, we all know that he's taken off 
for Miami. He's already interviewed. He's 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 visited Miami with Mario Cristobal. He's already interviewed. You know, for that job essentially that he's going to be taking there. So his both pipelines that uh, that T. Tyroa had to. Uh, to the the to the Oregon program, both Mario Cristobal and the uh, and the the lead recruiter, and I for some reason I can't remember the guy's name to save my life right now. Why uh, I'm not uh, uh, able to come up with the name, uh, but anyway, McCombs I think his name is. Um, the I, I just think he's going to wait. Uh, if if I were him, I would wait. I'm just like let, look, let me let me just kind of let things cool down a little bit. Things have gotten real hot for T Mac recently. They've been under a lot of pressure from teammates, from moms and dads, uh, not even related to him, that have been trying to coerce him to go ahead and sign with Arizona. And I'm sure that, that you know the, the the Oregon side has been extremely uh, pressured, you know, highly pressured as well, because that's you know he's like one of their linchpin recruits for Oregon. You know, it's like you know if we don't if we don't get him, we may miss out on a couple other guys. So. Again, I, I just I, I think if if I'm just trying to make a prediction, just a just a blind prediction, I don't think he signs with anybody today. And I think that would be a wise decision on his part. Take a little more time. You've got time. You got till February to uh, to you know see where everything goes. Talk to the new coaching staff at Oregon. His, Oregon's his dream school. Uh, so if he really wants to play at Oregon, he'll decide to make things work with the new coaching staff or not. And then he can come back and play with his boys. The uh, you know the, the the juice crew or whatever they call themselves uh, to play here at Arizona. So again, that's just kind of my thing. So if you got your hopes up on on T Mac, listen, I hope that he does something today and says, you know what, I- I'm tired of all the turnover. I'm going to go somewhere where I know that I'm loved and I'm already familiar with the staff and some of the players. I'm just going to go sign in Tucson and go play there, and uh, we're going to make things happen. I would love for that to happen. I just don't think it is. Now, other names to keep an eye on today. Ephesians Prysock talked about him yesterday. He and his twin sisters, Success, are kind of a a package deal. Success was in Tucson over the weekend with Adia Barnes and her staff watching the women's Wildcat team destroy New Mexico. And um, the you know Adia had essentially tweeted out like, hey. I got to recruit too, you know, like I'm very happy right now, dancing cactus style of Jed Fish, right? And that kind of gave us some insight maybe into whom Ephesians is going, her brother's going to sign with uh, come today. So uh, it, it's he's a big name. He's a four-star, four-star player. He's a huge name. He would be a, an incredible get for Jed Fish and this staff if they can land him, um, and if they do, assist to Adia Barnes for uh, for offering the the twin sister to try to make it a little tag team uh, deal there to bring them both in. Another name uh, to keep an eye on, players to keep an eye on, Rayshon Luke um, Speedy, the, uh, the, the running back uh, from California. He is going to sign today, all right, but he's not going to make his announcement until January 8th at the AA Bowl. So we don't no, he won't make it public for another almost month, but he's going to sign today with somebody. Obviously, uh, if Arizona does receive his NLI, they're going to keep it quiet and respect his wishes to make his announcement on his terms on January 8th at the AA Bowl. Uh, and then the other one is that we're going to be watching because 
there's family involved and uh, and a brother of you know a very important brother younger brother in the mix as well. But Tai Tai Uyunglele, who is the uh, the senior Uyunglele edge rusher at Modern Day, which was the number one team in the country this year, Tai uh, Tai Uyunglele had been had been committed to Washington State from from the get go, and he has decommitted and is strongly considering Arizona as his new landing spot. So would be great to get a guy like Tai Tai Uyunglele. Obviously getting in with that family is always a huge thing. Um, I know that Johnny Nansen was a huge uh, was a huge influence on his decision to decommit from Washington State and and uh, and give Arizona a shot. So Johnny Nansen putting in work already. But uh, to get a guy like Tai Tai Uyunglele, would give us also kind of a, a, a fun, a nice situation to his younger brother, who is right now the number one rated edge rusher in the state of California at modern day. And he's a member of the 2023 class of incoming freshmen. So we'll keep an eye on uh, on all that as well. So those are the names to keep an eye on. Again, it's going to be an exciting day. It's a long day. And for guys like, you know, Jason Shear, who does a great job of getting us, uh, getting the, the fans insight into what's going on behind the scenes, especially in recruiting. And, of course, Matt Moreno, who, you know, is the guy that we bring on the uh, the, the radio show here because, you know, Matt and I have, have a good relationship. They've been, uh, you know, friends for quite some time. And, uh, you know, they both do a phenomenal job on their respective websites of tracking the uh, the recruits as it's happening. So we'll keep a close eye on that. When someone signs, we will let you know. But until then, we're going to move on to uh, other topics because there are plenty of things to get into today. Uh, we will be talking some NFL. Um, it's not going to be a lot of happy news coming out of the NFL, but we will talk NFL because that is my promise to you here on the Jeff Dean Show to talk NFL every single day that we are on the air. Um, it's just, you know, NFL is king, and uh, you got to talk about it. So we'll be talking some NFL. Uh, also, NBA action last night. Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's three-point record. I have some thoughts on Steph Curry, how far he can take that record, and if there's anyone in the wings right now that has a chance to eventually break Steph's record that he is now establishing for his own. Also, Wildcat men's basketball back in action at the McHale Center tonight, and I am crazy excited to get back into the McHale Center with the fans, get the microphone on, sit courtside, and actually get to watch this team play up front because I haven't seen them since the exhibition game. Thank you a lot, COVID. And uh, so I'm super excited to make the trip down to Tucson today. Looking forward to and beat at the McHale Center. I hope to see all the screaming and crazy McHale fans wearing their red and cheering on the Wildcats. We'll have a breakdown of their game uh, tonight against Northern Colorado. uh, 104.9 FM and 1490 AM ESPN Tucson presents the Taco Bell New Year's Eve Downtown Bowl Bash. It's a mouthful. Uh, You can get a mouthful while you're there at the big party because after the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, there's going to be food trucks serving up the goodies. There's going to be a beer garden and lots of other good things to imbibe and uh, enjoy while you're there at the party. It's going to be taking place at Tucson's Times Square. Um, You can enter the party at Tool and Congress starting at 6 p.m. It's free to get in. There's live music from 80s and Gentlemen, which sounds like a lot of fun, and the Plain White Tees will be performing as well. And it's fun for the whole family. There's things for the kiddos to do as well. 
and you can help us ring in the new year at midnight with the famous Taco Drop and a fireworks display from the roof of Hotel Congress. That, of course, New Year's Eve starting at 6 p.m., the Arizona Bowl Bash. More of the Jeff Dean Show after this right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right. Well, we have our first signee for the Arizona class of 2022. And he was a name I was just going to mention because I didn't I didn't put him on the players to keep an eye on because I still thought it was a real solid commitment um, from this player, but I wasn't sure because of Don Brown taking the head coaching job at Michigan. But uh, just a few moments ago, tight end Tyler Powell becomes the first in-state member of the Wildcats class to sign today. Um, I'm sorry, Tyler Powell. I was thinking Tyler Martin. My bad. There's two Tylers. Tyler Martin is the linebacker from Massachusetts, who I'm a little bit concerned about because he followed Don Brown from Michigan to Tucson, and then now that Don has gone and taken back the job at UMass, there's a little bit of uh, thought that maybe he's just going to stick with his with his coach's commitment instead of the school. Um, so there we go. So the Wildcats have um, the first four players in, um, and Tyler Martin. Tyler Martin did sign. Okay, so Tyler Martin signed also. He signed this morning. Uh, looks like it happened just about 15 minutes ago or so. Tyler Martin. So that's good. The uh, Massachusetts linebacker did not decide to follow Don Brown to UMass. He's going to stick with his commitment to Arizona, and that's great to see. Uh, also, now Tyler Powell, tight end um, for the uh, for the. Uh, um, let's see, where was Tyler? He was at Brophy. That's right. He's the tight end. He's the big tight end, six seven, uh, tight end at uh, at Brophy Prep. Uh, also plays baseball, interestingly enough. But uh, there you go. So uh, Tyler Powell and Tyler Martin, both the first two signees for Arizona today. And now just coming across also Chandler defensive lineman, who am I met, whom I mentioned uh, earlier that I was extremely confident in his signing. Isaiah Johnson has now signed his NLI to join Arizona football. So Arizona got themselves a tight end. They've got themselves a uh, they got themselves a, a, a linebacker, and they've got themselves a defensive lineman. And I think Jacob Reese has signed his as well. Let me take a quick look. Looks like Jacob Reese has signed. So another offensive lineman, the young man who uh, is out of Salt Lake City, was previously committed to Utah State. It appears that he has signed his commitment to the uh, to the University of Arizona football program as well. So that's good. So they're starting to stream in. This is uh, this is great news for Arizona. The uh, these young men are taking no time to uh, to get their NLIs in. And uh, again, I I I've, I think Noah Fafita is going to sign his at twelve thirty. I think that's what he said today that he's gonna he's gonna do an event at twelve thirty, sign his. So we've got some uh, we've got some names. This is good. This is real good. Um, and Arizona, you know, the, the focus was to get some offensive linemen in. They've already got one. They've got two more on the hook for right now. And then they'll probably look to go to the uh, the JUCO 
uh, route and or transfer portal to uh, fill in some of those other offensive line needs. So, uh, so the four commitments right now, Arizona rolling them in and uh, starting to build that class that is looking oh so good for the uh, for the Wildcat football team, and uh, we'll continue to cover that, of course, as well. Um, also, normally we have uh, Tyler Drake on at this time every Wednesday. Still waiting to hear back from uh, from Tyler. I don't know. Listen, let, let let's let's call it like it is. There is a massive outbreak in the NFL right now of COVID nineteen cases. I just saw that Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, has tested positive. He's in the protocol. The Browns have just like overnight have gotten decimated. What nine? I think nine players on the COVID list right now, and that number is probably going to grow. Um, between Monday and Tuesday, testing in the NFL, 79 positive tests. That's more than the entire month of November, which was more than the entire months of October and September combined. So it's escalating. It's getting to be that that kind of a winter. Time to hunker down, folks. I saw a funny tweet this morning. It, was, it said something like, uh, uh, I, I wish I had quoted it here. It said something to the effect of, it turns out the most the most valuable players in sports right now are vaccinated introverts who love to play video games, order DoorDash, and stay away from people in general. That sounds about right. Of course, in sports, you really can't stay away from people. you got to practice with them. Um, but nonetheless, it's, uh, it was a pretty funny tweet. But um, So, you know, we... If I if if and when I hear from Tyler, I'll let you guys know, and we'll uh, we'll jump on the air with him because I want to talk to him about his take on the uh, the clock management from the uh, from the Cardinals late in that game and those final two drives. I want to get his opinion because you know he sits right there and he was there working until um, after midnight writing stories and things like that uh, at the stadium. So uh, I'm hoping to get on with uh, with Tyler today so we can talk some Cardinal football specifically. All right, when we take a time, we're going to take a timeout. When we return. Steph Curry breaks Ray Allen's three-point record, sits now at 2,977. What's next for Steph, and who's the next person in line to potentially break Steph's record after it's all said and done? Talk about that next here on The Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, well, the signed letters are pouring in now. Total six for the Arizona Wildcats 2022 class. Here's the current running list of players who have signed today with the 2022 class. We have Jacob Reese, offensive lineman from Salt Lake City, previously committed to Utah State. He's signed, sealed, delivered. Grayson Stovall, offensive lineman from Hamilton High School here in Chandler. He is signed, sealed, delivered. Isaiah Johnson, defensive lineman, defensive tackle, kind of a, a combo, you know, two, th- uh, three technique, five technique, out of uh, Powerhouse Chandler High School, signed, sealed, and delivered. Jermaine Wiggins Jr., a, uh, his dad played in the NFL, played defensive line in the NFL for several years. Great bloodlines uh, for Jermaine Wiggins Jr., Defensive lineman out of Maine. I didn't think we were playing football in Maine, but apparently they do. And uh, Jermaine Wiggins Jr. has played very well in the state of Maine, and he got himself a uh, a scholarship to come play in the warm and beautiful city, although not today, of Tucson. Uh, 
Also, signed, sealed, and delivered. Tight end from Brophy, the big man, Tyler Martin. Tyler Martin has been uh, has signed with Arizona. And then most recently, a pass rusher, also from uh, Chandler uh, Hamilton High School powerhouse. Of course, we all know Hamilton High School. If you follow any kind of high school football or amateur football, for that matter, you know Hamilton. Uh, but uh, Deuce Davis, Russell Davis the second father, also played in the NFL. He has bloodlines there. Um, he's a guy that that plays. Uh, he can play, you know, two, you know, stand up in, in a two point, uh, two point stance, three point stance. Pass rusher can uh, cover backs and tight ends. He's kind of a, you know, an all like kind of a Swiss Army knife on the weak side of the uh, of of the ball there. So six four, two hundred and twenty pound. Uh, just kind of a, a, a specialist out there, a guy who can and do it all. Um, again, his dad also played in the NFL. Uh, Russell Davis, Deuce, as they call him. He had offers from uh, Iowa State, San Diego State, Boston College, um, Duke, so some, uh, some Brainiac schools mixed in there as well. And happy to have him as a member of this 2022 class. Very excited to see him on the field for the, uh, for the Wildcats. So, um, we continue to uh, to keep you updated on that as I get more information. We'll get those out to you as quickly as possible. Um, also, just breaking right now, I mentioned how badly the Cleveland Browns have been decimated over the last day with COVID-19. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, testing positive. He's going to be now on protocol and just reported about 45 seconds ago, Baker Mayfield. In COVID-19 protocol, he has tested positive. So, COVID having its way with the NFL right now. The NBA, too. God, the Brooklyn Nets played with six players last night and still won the game in overtime. Kevin Durant's ridiculous. Uh, so, um, COVID look, having its way with not just NFL, NBA, but with a lot of people, I'm sure you know plenty of people who have tested positive recently. Just stay safe out there, folks. We want... We want to see your smiling faces at the McHale Center and at Arizona Stadium. And we got to be there to cheer on these new recruits that are signing today. Steph Curry, last night in New York, in the Garden. It's almost like he planned it that way, even though he didn't. He was gunning for it early. I mean, he was, you know, the last three games, he's been shooting a ton of volume threes. And the opposing coaches and players knew it. They were defending him and making sure they pushed him out as far as they could. Uh, but last night, he only needed two to uh, to break the record and he got it early in the game right there in the first in the first what's five minutes of the first quarter uh he was able to knock down that three to break ray allen's record ray allen and reggie miller were both courtside for the game that made it really really special uh, a really special moment for steph curry for the nba and now he made four more after that uh, after that make as well so he uh, the record now sits at 2977 and he sits alone atop the all-time three-point list. Now, how far can he take this? There have been uh, a lot of analysts and statistical you know, geeks who have tried to figure out how long Steph can play for. And, look, Steph's game is really kind of, uh, you know, it kind of lends itself to a long-lasting career because anybody with that effortless of a jump shot can play as long as they, as long as they stay healthy, obviously. Um, they can play probably into their late 30s, maybe even 40, 41 years old with the advancements in health technologies and, of course, the ageless wonder Tom Brady still doing his thing and leading the NFL in like every statistical category this year. Um, 
there's there's no reason to think that that Steph can't play until he's forty and continue on, which would be uh, another seven seasons, eight seasons. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, by the time it's all said and done, I know that there was one uh, there was one metric that predicted was able to like put some kind of like I don't know some kind of nerdy numbers that I don't understand together um and it said if 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 they went conservative and said that Steph can Steph only plays another 5 seasons before retiring at the age of 39 okay um and is available for 80% of the Warriors games or whoever he plays for and probably most likely the Warriors during that span in that case their projection says that he's going to hit 1,450 more three-pointers for his career, um, including 201 for the rest of this season, which would put him about one and a half times or 50% ahead of the previous record held by Ray Allen, which is astounding, to say the least. I mean, that's just that's overwhelming. Um, so, you know, I mean, the the quest for 4,000 is not really even in question as long as he stays somewhat healthy. And at the volume that threes are being taken in the NBA this year, you know, this is, these, he's, he's averaging his two highest numbers for his career as far as three points attempted and three-pointers made. So it's, he's not slowing down. Like he's taking more threes now. And as soon as Clay Thompson gets back, and I know that Clay will probably take some shots away from Steph, some possessions where Clay's going to be shooting threes, but it also is going to open up Steph for more threes, more available, you know, as far as, like, converting them. So, um, listen, I I don't think that – I don't want to sit here and say that 5,000 three-pointers is going to be the number. I think it's attainable at this point. He needs to hit 2,000 more. 2,023 more three-pointers in his career would get him to 5,000. Now, at the – you know, in the twilight years of your career, that's going to be a lot more difficult. But again, his like his game and his style. If he, if if the war, let's just say that he plays his entire the rest of his career with the Warriors. He plays seven more seasons with the Warriors, and in the final three seasons, when he turns thirty nine, forty, and forty one, they take the ball out of his hands. Okay, they they draft a point guard, sign one in free agency, whatever have you. Okay, they get themselves a lead point. Now. Steph becomes the two, and he's more of a role player. He's only playing like maybe 22 minutes a game, 24 minutes a game at the most, but he's, he's out there to launch three-pointers. He's a, he's, a, he's a hired sniper. I mean, I, I can see him hitting three, point, three threes a game for his career, you know, for, you know, for those, those two or three seasons, which would put him damn, really damn close to getting to that 5,000 mark, which I'm sure is a, is a milestone for him. Uh, personally. Now, if you look at the players that are trailing him, it's not going to take long for guys to finish, you know, to, to pass Ray Allen again. James Harden is about 450 or so behind Ray Allen. Uh, James Harden will pass Reggie Miller this year at some point. Um, he's like, I think he's like 50 three-pointers behind Reggie Miller. Then you got Dame Lillard, whom we watched last night against the Phoenix Suns. Dame sitting there at uh, 2,114 threes. He's about 800 behind Ray Allen. Not sure if he'll finish second or not. I mean, he's think he's younger than, than Steph Curry. Plays older, but he's younger than Steph, which is crazy. Uh, LeBron James currently 11th on the, uh, on the all-time list as far as plays. So I'm not looking at those guys. 
I'm looking at the young dudes who just came into the league two, three years ago that are starting to reel in Steph's pace that he, you know, that he set for, you know, for himself and for the NBA five, six years ago. Guys like Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball even, you know, those are the guys that I'm kind of looking at like these are volume three shooters that have the potential to break Steph Curry's five-year mark, his six-year mark, seven-year mark, his single-season marks, things like that. So those are the guys that you're going to be looking out for. Of course, the NBA has changed drastically over the last eight to ten years with the amount of three-pointers, and there's more, even more threes being shot this year than in the previous year. So even more volume is going up from beyond the arc. It's just become a three-point shooting contest. Um, it's the one thing that I really dislike about the NBA right now. But uh, nonetheless, it is what it is, and it can be exciting. I'd just rather see pick and rolls. So uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that as the uh, as the season develops. Join Spears and Ali for Thursday night football. They broadcast live from the Native Grill and Wings in Marana from 3 to 6 on Thursday night, located on the southwest corner of Cortero and I-10. Make sure to download the Native Grill and Wings loyalty app so that you can get all the specials and promos that they offer for you there, great food and drink specials. And with over 40 television and plenty of beers on tap, there's lots of reasons and ways to enjoy Thursday night football immediately following the broadcast of Spears and Ali. That's Thursday night football at Native Grill and Wings in Marana, home of the original Arizona Wings. You're listening here to The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, stay tuned because right at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, Right at 8.02, Tyler Drake going to join us, our Cardinals insider. They, uh, they had a Zoom this morning. The, uh, the Cardinals obviously trying to take things as cautiously as possible, uh, not having the reporters at practice trying to limit, um, limit any kind of contact that uh, the players have with the, uh, the outside world, people outside of the, the compound there. So uh, uh, Tyler Drake will join us at 8.02, which is in six minutes. To, uh, to talk Cardinal football. Um, real quickly, when looking at Arizona's class, they have not signed anybody in the last three minutes. Uh, they do have a total of seven commits that have signed today. I think most importantly, and I, I think this is, this is the start of something that's going to snowball, and I, I talked about the snowball yesterday that, that Jed Fish started rolling, and I think that this is something that's going to start to snowball. Arizona offered four in-state recruits. Okay, now that's not a huge number, okay, as far as the offers go, and and as far as guys who were committed. I mean, they offered some other guys and stuff, but they they weren't coming here. They were they were big big time players uh, that Arizona was not going to get, but they tossed them an offer anyway just to get in and talk with the coaches and whatnot. Um, the four guys that they offered that had verbally committed, all four have signed today. They've all they all woke up this morning. And before they went to school, they faxed in their uh, their letter of intent. And I'm talking about Grayson Stovall, offensive lineman from Hamilton. Isaiah Johnson, defensive lineman from Chandler. I'm also talking about Deuce Davis, Russell Davis, the pass rush specialist from Hamilton. And Tyler Martin, the tight end from Brophy. Now, if you're familiar with 
with uh, high school sports here in the state of Arizona, you recognize those three school names very, very well, don't you? <laughs> Hamilton, Chandler, Brophy. Big enrollment schools that have a history of winning state championships. Now, Brophy's been down a little bit, but still a very, very well-respected program here in the state. It's just a matter of time before they're competing once again for state championships. They, uh, The Wildcats have secured all four of their Arizona commits, their in-state commits, which is it's a great sign for the Wildcats, and they're doing it in big-time schools. They're not recruiting, you know, the the four A's and, and things like that. They're not getting, uh, you know, guys from you know from those types of, of programs, which is also fine. There are plenty of great players that come out of those types of programs. But these are the biggest programs in the state, and in a state that is growing exponentially, extremely rapidly, on the on the national scene. So this is really, really good for Arizona moving forward. They've got that pipeline now and they're going to start funneling in more players from those programs, and it'll just continue to get better and better. And we all love in-state prospects. We love them all. All right. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. The quick turnaround, just two minutes, and then we're back on the air. We'll have Tyler Drake, our Cardinals insider, joining us next right here to talk about some Cardinal football, specifically about the time management late in the game. You're listening here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM. It's the Jeff Dean Show. Casino Del Sol Studio, the soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson. KWCX Tanka Verde. KMXZ HD4 Tucson.